This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glynn. This is where we give you the top 10 stories of the week. We try to make it short, quick, fast. It's never really fast. Always. We, 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 <laughs> I was going to say, we this. never we, – we think about wanting to make it short and fast, but we haven't made it short and quick in, I don't know, a year now? More than a year. It's been that. If you heard the other voice, that's Dax Holt. Uh, we are the Hollywood Raw Podcast. We try to give you the top 10 stories of the week, try to make it so you know everything that's going on in the entertainment pop culture world. Um, how was your week, Dex? Dude, my week was good. It was it was very busy, uh, but a, a good week. I can't complain. What about yours? Uh, my week, you know what I did this week? The first hmm. time in a long time, I went to the movies. I went to go see uh, Oppenheimer. Is that what you call it? Is that what's the Oppen- name of the movie? I thought it was Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Oh. I saw Oppenheimer. I went, I, la- I went at 9.30 at night to see the movie. Oh, bad move, bro. Bad move. I did not know. The, four and a half yeah. hours long or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know the movie was three hours and uh, fell asleep 25 minutes into it. <laughs> I was so pissed, man. I was so upset with myself because I was so convinced I was going to enjoy it. But it's – it's long, man. I, 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 it's interesting because if actually you listen to this past week's interview, we had um, an author who wrote a book all about the Oscars, this guy Michael, and he's an awesome guy. I highly suggest you listen to that interview. So I was like, you know what? I'm into the Oscar season now. Like he brought me back into my, my, my love and passion of movies. I'm going to go see a movie. And I went to go see this movie, and it's, it should not be three hours. It's way too long. It's a very slow movie. It's not a bad movie, but mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not blown away either. Are you mad it's you didn't go see Barbie instead? No, I actually watched seven minutes of Barbie because I snuck in the theater and I was like, <laughs> I just want to see what the hype is about. So I stood on the side of the uh, the theater and uh, um, so I watched about seven minutes of it. It was interesting. It's a unique shot. You know, the movie mm-hmm. did insanely well. I'm more upset that I haven't seen Mission Impossible Indiana Jones, but I will say. I really do hope the movie theaters stay in business because watching a movie in a movie theater is just a whole different experience than watching at home. 100%. And I'm telling you, I had two shut down right next to my house recently. Like, it was a huge bummer. Uh, and so I'm I'm crossing my fingers more don't go out of business just because it's such a weird time right now. Uh, was there the, like, 15-minute sex scene that I've heard in Oppenheimer? Did I fall? I don't even know. I might have fell asleep during that. Oh, are you serious? I don't. Someone said that, and I didn't know if it was true or a joke. I I haven't seen the movie, so I I don't know if that's actually in there. I, you know what, dude? I'm not even joking. I fell asleep during the movie, and I I had not even just fell asleep. I was like in a deep sleep. Like I was comfortable. I was like, I'm gonna go back to sleep and wait. It was. I was. I love. You should do. We should just do a movie review podcast because most of yours are like. Yeah, I saw the movie. I didn't mean I didn't see anything in the movie, but I watched. <laughs> I was there physically while the movie was playing. I experienced it. <laughs> I experienced the movie. Um, but then all of a sudden, besides the movie, Drake was in town all week, and New York State's just been going through Drake crazy. And the Screen Actors Guild, the, you know, SAG and the Writers Guild, they're both striking. If you want to see a celebrity and you're in the East Coast or, uh, you know, the LA area, the East Coast, New York City area, Look up the writer strikes. Look at the actor strikes, and just go to a strike. I would say there's about a ninety percent chance you're going to see some celebrity that you know. Are they going to be a big celebrity? I don't know. It's it's really it's hit or miss, but there's good chances to see a celebrity. All right, that's uh, that's my week rundown of my personal life. But 
Um, before we get to the raw rundown, the top 10 stories of the week, Dax, do you have a review ready for us? Oh, I've got a review for us. And I, I'm grabbing this special. It's it's jumping the line just because I, uh, I was bitching about it this week. So if anyone is in our private Facebook group, they may have seen me post that we got a really crappy review recently that just said the ads were ridiculous on our show, that they play too much. And so I, I went to our, our group and I was like, hey, guys, I just need to ask you a question. Like, do we have too many ads? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't feel like we have more than any other show out there. Just like the normal amount. And I got everyone starting back like, no, no chance. Like, this thing is free. We appreciate. Like, I just fast forward through them or whatever the case is. And there was so much love coming back that I appreciate it. And then this review comes in from Facebook sucks from new update. Uh, it's five stars. It says, not enough ads. Love you guys. I need you both to make that coin and put in any sponsors or ads you need. Laughable for anyone to think it's wrong for you guys to try to make money off of this. Uh, you, you two are amazing. Been listening for years now. You are my number one most listened to on my Spotify last year and probably this year too. Thank you for making my work days go by smoother. Keep up the excellent work. She from the Facebook group. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I needed it this week because I was just so like bummed that someone would go out of their way to leave us a one star review for, for ads. And it got me really like, spiraling so thank you she um I, I really do appreciate it yes thank you really appreciate the reviews and if you want to leave a review just go to uh we I like to say using an itunes go to itunes put in Hollywood it's actually it's apple podcasts i, apple I podcast. always say itunes but it's it's technically apple podcasts yeah go to apple podcasts put in hollywood Raw podcast go all the way to the bottom and there you can leave five stars and leave a review, say a few kind words, and actually leave your name and where you're from at the bottom of it so we can actually make sure you get the shot out. And uh, we really appreciate that. And uh, before we get to the Royal Rundown, I highly suggest that you listen to our podcast this week with Michael Shulman. It was. You uh, loved it, dude. I thought it was a really I, good I like interview. when you People get excited like over it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good conversation. It's funny, as a guy who's interviewed a lot of celebrities, I actually find it more entertaining to the people like the reporters that we've spoken to on this podcast who just have great stories and get their feel of being like the outsider in at the Vanity Fair party and what the vibe is like. It's just cool to hear their perspective. Okay, on to the top 10 stories of the week. Dax, what is number 10? Number 10 is Kristen Bell lets her kids drink non-alcoholic beer and she doesn't care what you think about it. <laughs> so uh, she was talking on a recent appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show uh, about how her husband, uh, Dax Shepard, and her let their kids, Lincoln and Delta, drink non-alcoholic beer. And I guess it started off because, you know, Dax Shepard, he is sober. And so he dr- likes drinking non-alcoholic beer. And so ever since a young age, she was just saying like, you know, we'd be out for a walk or whatever. And the kid would like, oh, daddy, gra- like grab the bottle and put it in their mouth and like started to get that taste at a young age. And so they just really enjoy it. And so they've been out to dinner before and like they've been at restaurants and the kid will like order non-alcoholic beer and people find it very weird and like appalling, even though it's non-alcoholic, just the, the visual I think of seeing a kid with like a beer bottle in their hand and drinking, I think weirds a lot of people out. And she's like, you know what? You can judge me if you want. That's your problem. She goes, I, I, I really don't care. There's nothing wrong with it. And I agree. There is nothing wrong with it. I think it's just more visually unusual because 
that's what it is. You're used to seeing kids drink lemonade and juices and stuff, not beer. It's unique. It's interesting. It's definitely do you, different. Do you have a problem with it? I I mean, listen, it's not my kid, so I don't I don't have a problem with it. I do think it's. I, Would you let I, your kid drink non-alcoholic beer? I don't think no. I don't think so. I don't think why. I would. What's the problem with it? There's no there's no alcohol in it, so it's literally it's a. Do you think a kid actually enjoys it? Then. Do you, Do you think a kid actually enjoys it? If that's what they grew up with, there's there's kids who like Vegemite. So yeah, like you become accustomed to whatever you're growing up around. So I think if a kid likes the taste of it, I mean, I think it's kind of like soda water, but with you know fermented whatever stuff you know, in it. I, <laughs> it's funny. I so I I've been to a bunch of Tony Robbins events, and Tony always said that you know he doesn't drink because when he was younger. I think his parents said, all right, you want to try drinking? All right, drink a beer. Now drink another beer. Drink another beer. And basically got him sick off beer. Mm-hmm. And therefore, he said, I will never drink again. So I don't know if this is a way of coping. So they just don't like it and they don't drink it. But that's different because or, my mom did the same they, thing. No, no. Yeah. My mom did the same with me with smoking. I I remember I had like found a pack of cigarettes when we were out for a walk. And I was like, oh, I want to smoke. Let's try. And she was like, Okay. And she literally made me like inhale a giant puff and it like almost made me vomit. And from that day on, I was like, I don't need this crap in my life. I think that's different from like letting someone try it and try it and try it. And they start to acquire that taste. Well, it was different with you. Your story was a little bit more different because, you know, tell more of the story. Your mom said, hey, try a cigarette at a young age. And then you got sick of it. Like, mom, stop giving me cigarettes. Give me syringes. (laughs) and uh let's get to the real stuff and then that's (laughs) and it was weed she was like here try some weed yeah no (laughs) um listen it's it's definitely unique it's definitely interesting it's a it's a unique way of parenting will it work out we'll see when they're 18 or 21 how they react to college i don't know i think it's a good test it's interesting i'm sure they're not the only parent to do it i just for me personally i'm just not a non-alcoholic beer guy Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna have a beer i'm gonna have a beer I'm not. Uh, that's just me yeah, but this is for people, people like that it. they can't yeah, I know. have beer. I can't relate. I can't relate. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at them. Would I? I would probably if I saw that happening at a restaurant, I'd call it out. Like, hey, did you see that kid drinking non-alcoholic beer? But yet again, I'm not going to walk up and say, hey, take that beer out of their hand. Like, I don't care enough. <laughs> it's uh, it's it is what it is. All right, number nine. Number nine, Selena Gomez wishing her friend, is it Francia Racia? How do you say her name? Francia, France, Fran. I was to call her Fran because I'm sure that's how they. Franny. She let, by. Franny. She seems like <laughs> a Franny. Uh, the happiest birthdays. If, you, if you've been following this, so Francia, I, I really don't know if I'm saying her name wrong. I am so sorry. Uh, but she's one of the stars of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, she celebrated her 35th birthday. And many, many years ago, she donated one of her kidneys to Selena Gomez. Like it was a whole big thing. Kidneys, right? God, I am really not prepared for this story right now. (laughs) (laughs) She donated one of her kidneys and uh, basically kept Selena Gomez alive. And then they had this weird like falling out after a little while where I want to say Selena said that Taylor Swift was her only friend in the end, like only true friend in the industry. And she was like, what the hell? Like, I'm your friend. I'm in the industry. I gave you a kidney. Like, what the fuck? Um, And so they had this weird, you know, falling out. And a lot of people noticed that they weren't talking about each other on social media. And even Selena posted this 
beautiful birthday tribute to her over the weekend or uh, during this week. And she never like Francia never like responded. She didn't like it or anything like that. So people are still kind of going, wait, so are you guys actually friends or what? And I think they've reconciled. I think they're doing good. But this was kind of like a big move for Selena to actually post about her because the falling out was such a big deal. Well, Francia, Fran, let's call her Fran. Fran like was doing set up paparazzi shots of her talking about her relationship with Selena, which was um, definitely didn't put Selena in the best of light. Here's Fran who gave the girl her piece of her life, her kidney. Uh, you know, so she now has one kidney because Selena has the other one. Um, that's they... kind of like that's kind of like a friendship heart, you know, where you like one person <laughs> has one half and the other person. You she has one kidney, she has the other. I like it. Yeah. Ultimate yeah, no. friendship heart. So, but then. I guess when Selena made that comment, Fran was very offended. Fran was doing set of paparazzi shots to talk about the relationship with Selena. And then Selena all of a sudden posted this on Instagram, which to me was such PR spin because the, the, the title of the People magazine covers Selena Gomez wishes Francia Reza the happiest of birthdays and sweet tribute, I love you. The How I Met Your Father started celebrating her 35th birthday on Wednesday. Now, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, I'm like, who, when, she, when that title says in sweet tribute, in the article, they really don't discuss of why they had a rough falling out. They don't go into detail of the, the video shot, the paparazzi shots to um, like anything what that turned Selena on. Gomez off from the friendship. Exactly. It was just very weird PR spin, the whole situation. Do you find that? Do you? I, I agree. I think. Um... I think this was definitely a spin move on their part, but I mean, whatever. whatever. <laughs> Listen, I, I hope they have a good relationship. It's just interesting how Selena's team, you try spinning it. Well, at least People Magazine tries spin it, spinning it in Selena Gomez's direction. Then I start to question, why would People Magazine do that? And I think it's to have that relationship with Selena uh, and the powers of B. It's just... I found it more weird that uh, Franny never liked her Instagram post or commented back because she posted one of her own about her birthday. So clearly she was on the app. But like if Selena Gomez, who is one of the top people with 426 million followers, gives you a huge shout out, a whole post devoted towards you and you don't even like it. I I found that interesting. Again, she may like it five minutes after we're done recording this and then that doesn't make sense. But it does seem weird that she didn't interact with it at all i agree all right number eight. Oh, number eight it is pete davidson he has now been ordered to complete 50 hours of community service after that beverly hills house crash remember he was out driving with his girlfriend in la and basically bulldozed over fire hydrant went into the someone's front yard no one was injured no major damage other than the fire hydrant um and maybe some grass and stuff but anyway he is now taking the steps to right his wrongs uh four months after that crash uh he has entered a 18 month diversion program after being charged with reckless driving and that was back in june and then uh, I, I guess a part of the conditions of this program, he is to complete 50 hours of community service, which he can do in New York City with the New York City Fire Department, uh, where his father, you know, Scott, his dad, was a firefighter before he, he was killed in uh, the September 11th terrorist attacks um, well, when the building came down. Uh, so in addition to the community service requirement, he has to complete 12 hours of traffic 
school and appear at a morgue or hospital for educational purposes. And then he must also pay restitution and obey all laws per the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. So um, I guess a couple of these magazines, like uh, people had reached out to the fire department and they were like, absolutely come. We would love to have you. You know, their quote was, as a son of a 9-11 hero, we would be happy to provide Mr. Davidson with an opportunity to do his required community service. I think that is, I think that's really cool. I like yeah, this. Um, I, I've heard for the cool. great on Pete is actually doing really well right now. He's out of rehab. Remember, he went to rehab a few weeks back. Uh, not for, it seems like it wasn't for any, from we know, it wasn't any substance abuse. It's more just like kind of uh, realigning himself. But apparently, mm-hmm. he is doing well and he's out of rehab. We haven't seen any photos of him, but he's not on social media. Like he just kind of does his thing. Um, but. Hey, Pete's, uh, it was a weird thing. It's funny. When that story happened, when Pete got into his accident, everyone was trying to dig. You know, some of the uh, major news sites were trying to dig more. And they were trying to basically ruffle the feathers with this and trying to um, stir shit up to make it worse, investigate to see if maybe he was under a substance. And it seems like at the end of the day, he was just speeding. You know, that's really what it came down to. The guy was just, he was speeding. But... You know, he's going to do his time, I guess, his community service, and he just moves forward. So happy for Pete that he's uh, in the right direction. Number seven. Oh, number seven. This is my story, bro. Yeah, you uh, broke this story. So I want to hear I, what you had to. Your... I broke this story. Hulk Hogan engaged at the age of 69 to his 45 year old yoga instructor fiance, Sky Daily. Um, yeah, so I got a call this week, and uh, a buddy of mine was just like, hey, um hulk hogan just got engaged i guess he did it at the the like hogan's hoagies or whatever it's like that bar hogan's hangout yeah hangout hogan's hangout. hangout um and he's just like yeah he, you know he popped the question to his girlfriend who they they've only been together for a very short time but this will be his third marriage you remember remember it was linda hogan who obviously him and her had a very public relationship on the, their reality show and then he ended up divorcing her getting with a new woman who he's with for 10 years they broke up and now he is um set to marry his new girlfriend sky daily uh but there was like video up on the page um his instagram page and i noticed that yeah she had this massive ring on and no one had knew that they were engaged yet publicly um and so i uh I passed that information over to uh, a friend of mine. And next thing you know, this is one of the biggest stories out there on every single website. And uh, it's been getting a lot of attention. So mostly because he's, you know, this is his third marriage. And Hulk Hogan is still one of the biggest stars on the planet. Dax, so I want to surprise you. On the line is someone who wanted to actually say, fuck you, is Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you imagine Hulk Hogan giving like, Dax, are you fucking, you snake, you snitch? Uh, uh, you know what's so funny? I was talking to a buddy of mine. We, we said, who's the most recognizable person in the world? And we actually mm-hmm. said it was either Shaquille O'Neal or Hulk Hogan. No, it's Lionel Messi. So, uh, no. Lionel Messi yes. can walk around. I wouldn't recognize him. I oh, think you are wear, out of Lionel Messi fucking control right now. No. Like to say that he is literally the most famous person on the entire planet. All right. You're walking to New York City. The chat Times Square is going crazy. Lionel Messi is wearing a hat. Do you recognize Lionel Messi? Yes. He could be wearing no. a paper bag over his entire body. Be like, I'm pretty sure those are Messi's feet. Ah, uh, dude, you're nuts. I would say Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 
for Shaq. It's just is the most recognizable person. You can't hide Hulk Hogan. You can't hide Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but there's there's parts of the world where Shaq is huge, but he he still may not be recognized by some little village in Africa where Messi would be. I wonder if little kids or young kids know. Do your do your kids do they know who Hulk Hogan is? No. That's wild. I mean, it's kind of. But funny. that's we're also not like a, a big wrestling family. That's not our thing. You know, yeah, what you I'm guys saying? are more I'm, MMA, right? <laughs> <laughs> we so again, we're the soccer family, so my kids would recognize Messi. Are they know. obsessed with Messi? Yeah. Well, remember, my wife's also yeah. from Argentina. Like her, her family's Argentinian, so like there's there's a lot of layers there that we're big Argentina and Messi fans. So you're now like following Miami soccer because oh. of it. Hundred uh, percent, bro. No, um, I'm actively trying to get tickets to when Inter Miami comes out here to play LAFC. I want to see. Let I want to be at that Adam. game. Let me, yeah, let me call Messi. Let me see. Um, <laughs> All right, this is good. this is a lot of sports talk. People are already turning out. Let's uh, go. Number well, this is actually another sports story, but it made a lot of news. Number six, uh, LeBron James' son, uh, uh, his son Bronny, had a health scare this week. He was. At uh, USC, he is uh, one of their basketball players. They're really amazing basketball player, if you don't know much about him. Uh, but he went into cardiac arrest and was transported to the hospital by ambulance uh, at around 9.26 a.m. And it was, I guess, c- his condition was considered a code three, which I don't know what code three means, but I'm assuming it's not good. Um, and so they were, they're not really sure what the hell happened, why his heart stopped. He is all good right now. He went in, um, they were able to treat him and uh, it all sounds like he's in stable condition, no longer in the ICU. Um, it seems that he is good. As far as I've heard, there's been nothing more than this, but I, I think they're going to be probably testing him, trying to get some more answers of why a 18-year-old had a cardiac arrest during a basketball workout. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely weird. I think we just kind of want to learn more about like why something that could happen. I mean, we saw something similar happen to Sharif O'Neal, who's Shaq's son, who there was a lot of um, hype around his basketball career. And right before it's about to start, he had some heart issues of his own where he had to sit out a year because he had a big, um, he had a big, he had something going on with his heart. I don't know exactly what was wrong with him, but um, yeah, pretty wild situation because he is the number one, I guess, recruit for USC mm-hmm. and for college basketball. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. I think I he's mean, doing well. I'm pretty he's sure he's doing, doing well. He's but doing, we want to- yeah. But in his basketball career, I mean, he's already fantastic at 18 years old. And his dad is a huge supporter, always in his basketball games. Like, um, so anyway, that was all. Yeah. All right. Number five. Number five, Kevin Spacey found not guilty on numerous sexual assault charges over in London. He pled not guilty to 12 charges of sexual assault and was found not guilty on on all of them. Uh, So 12 jurors at this court have, I guess, deliberated. And uh, this all happened uh, Monday following a three week trial. And and then they said, yeah, he is not responsible. So this is a huge, huge win for him. Prosecutors were trying to label him as a sexual bully and he took the stand to actually defend himself. Elton John appeared as a witness for the defense testifying remotely from Monaco about Spacey once attending a gala and as Windsor home. So he was backing Spacey during that. Um, 
but yeah, for him to walk away from this and all charges essentially dropped, uh, that's a big deal, a really big deal. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, Kevin Spacey, who is an incredible actor, you just haven't seen him in years since all this stuff that came out Dude, about him. Yeah. This... The, the guy just kind of, his career just went completely silent. Now that he was found not guilty, can he bounce back? Uh, and I, he was also, if you remember, and back in October, he was also found not liable in that civil sexual lawsuit brought by fellow actor Anthony Rapp. And that one was in New York City and he was not found not liable. So like... I feel like all of this is good, but I also feel like it's also tarnished his reputation so much that how do you bounce back? Yeah, it's going to be really uh, pretty It's almost crazy. like just take your money and dip under the radar and just kind of let it go, unfortunately, like, yeah. in regards to your career. Like, just go move to Lake Como and hang out. Yeah, it's... How do you bounce back from this? I don't know. What do you What do you do? It's gonna be, it's kind of it's, it's just a sad, sucky, shitty situation overall. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, he was found not guilty by the court. I wasn't there. I don't know anything more about it. But just the whole situation. There's, in my opinion, there's no winners in this situation. Does yep. that sound pretty accurate? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's sad because I loved. I what was your favorite Kevin Spacey movie? Ooh, um, that is a great question. I mean, I was, a big, I was a big House of Cards fan. Okay. So I like that's where my head are, first goes is just to that over a movie. But what's your favorite? I loved American Beauty. I thought American Beauty was awesome. I thought it was just a very cool, unique movie. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was interesting. He was great in it. But again, will he be able to bounce back? It's just, again, there's no winners in this situation. It just sucks because I really enjoyed him. And I just don't know if you'll see him in that capacity ever again. Yeah. And it just sucks just how the world and the world works now, how the industry works. All right, moving on. Number four. Number four, Whitney Port says that her husband is worried about her dramatic weight loss. So, um, you know, I don't think it was just her her husband. A lot of her fans have also been saying, you need to get help. You're looking way too skinny. So she addressed her weight loss, said she didn't really notice a change until her husband brought it to her attention. She says that uh, Tim is his name has been worried about her, which prompted her to sit down and really think about why she's looking so frail nowadays. And it didn't sink in until she stepped on a scale. Uh, for Whitney, she says she eats to live, not really the other way around. You know, she she's not really enticed by food. But if you go and you look at some of her Instagram photos, very skinny, very, very skinny. Um, and I guess, you know, one of the things is she she even admitted back when she was filming The Hills back in the days that she was on like a thousand calorie diet a day. Like she just would barely eat. She wanted to try to stay skinny, but that has kind of continued on. So clearly there is an issue here. I'm glad that she's acknowledged it because I think there's a lot of young women out there that look at her and go, Oh, that's how I want to look. That's how I want to be. And that's not healthy. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe for her to say that out loud, this is not the the way to live that this is not obtainable. And please don't do this yourself. I think that could be a really positive message that she spreads is get the help that you need or recognize that if someone says you don't, 
look healthy that you really take that in and internalize it and go, okay, what do I need to do to make healthy choices in my life and be a healthy weight? Two random thoughts from this story. One, why don't we ever see Lauren Conrad anymore? And unless she's out and doing stuff, I just never hear about her. I never see her. Lauren I think Conrad because she just she's not into the entertainment side anymore. She does her fashion. She does all these other things, um, and that's taking up all of her time. She is a she's still huge a public figure. mogul now. Yeah, yeah, still a public figure. But I just feel like you never see her. Never, you never see her. You never hear about her anymore. The other thing is Whitney Port. There's like a random story time. Whitney Port used to live in Manhattan. Remember, she got a spinoff called The City. It was about her moving to New York, kind of pursuing her fashion career and just living in the city. They gave her this apartment, MTV, on Bleecker Street. And it was a beautiful, like, building apartment on Bleecker Street, right next to Magnolia Bakery on Bleecker Street. Right, She lived uh, probably about 60 yards away from Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, just like, if you're going to live in New York City, you want to have that is New York Bleecker City Bleecker Street, is that like the brownstones or whatever? It's yeah, it's part of like the it's part of the brownstones. There's like huge stores and it's nice, it's quiet, there's trees. If you're gonna live in New York City, I would say it's roughly probably the place you want to live. And MTV did hook it up for her because the rent on that building where she lived had to be I don't know if she could even afford it now, but at that time she was living there while they were filming the show and she actually did live there. She probably had a great life for a year or two when they were filming that show when she was living in New York. Because, again, you see her coming out of the building. I was like, wow, she actually lives there. Mm-hmm. And to be oh, 24 years old maybe living that, I'm like, man, did she? I don't think she even realizes how good she had it. Maybe she did, but I don't know. Okay, <laughs> random thing. I just I was just thinking about it. Man, that must have been so cool. So cool. Number three. Number three, uh, Ariana Grande's new boyfriend, Ethan Slater, apparently informed his wife or estranged wife, Lily J, about the breakup uh, a couple days before the news went public that he was dating Ariana Grande. So he informed his wife that he was done with their marriage. And uh, and then what do you know? All this news came out about him dating Ariana Grande. Um, so one source close to um, them, or I'm sorry, one close source close to Grande denies it, but the insider tells us weekly, Ethan sat down with Lily a few days before the news broke about him and Ariana and said he wanted a divorce. Lily never saw it coming. And that is according to someone talking to us weekly. Um, but that, and then another insider said Slater and Grande were separated when they started dating and the relationship is recent. I don't know. I, you know, there was like, he had posted about his wife. Um, they had just recently celebrated their 10 years together back at, um, I want to say November of last year, right before he left, left to go film Wicked in London. And he put up a beautiful post about them and they had just recently had a baby. And then what do you know, Ariana walks into his life and he's like, bye. Like, that's not okay. Interesting guy. When you first saw this guy, I think everyone would be like, this is the guy that she's with now. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very unique pick. It's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm going to – I can't – no, I can't even say it. I'm going to say it. When you saw Ariana Grande at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. I say this with total respect, and I don't mean Dude, to – I would not have recognized her. I wouldn't recognize her. She did not look – I don't want to say she didn't look healthy because she might have been healthy, but it was just like – there's she something different. a little she looked different. So here's my prediction. 
this dude just fucked up his whole life. They're like, we've seen this time and time again. Ariana Grande doesn't stay with people for very long. Like, it's just her thing. She, you know, I don't see her staying with this guy. And he just threw away. By the way, this is his like childhood sweetheart. They went to high school together. They got they got married. They've been married for 10 years. They just had a child. He literally ditched his high school sweetheart for Ariana Grande. It's like not he, good. And he fucked this shit up, dude. Like it, he's going to regret this because Ariana is going to be over this in six months from now or three weeks from now or whatever it is. She's going to move on with her life. And this guy has now lost his wife and his kid and the whole situation. She knows dumb. what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she got. She knows what she got involved in. She's an adult. As far as he goes, um, yeah, it's it's funny because from what I am hearing, all the reporters are reaching out to her family, his family, because they want to hear something from the sources. And, you know, his family, people are speaking on all sides about the situation. They're just mm-hmm. keep digging in it. And they're not he's not coming across as a winner. And then in my opinion, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande's team is going to say, hey, listen, I don't think this is the right decision because you're kind of looking like a homewrecker. It's weird on all senses. Yeah, and so never... then she's going to end this quicker, and now he has no Ariana, has no wife, and his kid now doesn't live under his roof. I'm just curious. I, again, I didn't break the story, but I'm curious when the story broke, how did it actually come out? Who was the leak and where did it come from? Whose side? And more. Because there was a leak, unless it was a PR thing. Like, hey, the PR team says, "Hey, let's come I together." Think, well, a lot of a lot of people that were working on Wicked with them were saying that they were not private about, like, they didn't hide the fact that they were clearly dating, and that they were holding hands in between takes, and they were all over each other. So. And that was before the news broke that Ariana was getting a divorce. It was broke the news before they said he was getting a divorce. And so they're seeing these two people all over each other going, what the hell? These, both of them are married. Why are they on top of each other? So I, I, I think that it eventually was going to come out and they knew it was going to come out. So they I think that's why the news broke of her divorce quickly. And then like a day later, oh, she's now dating someone. Yeah, they had to get that out knowing that the news was going to break. I love that perspective on you, Dax. That's why um, I have you as my co-host on the Hollywood Raw podcast. Number two. Number two, Tom Brady and Irina Shake have been in touch for a few weeks now, apparently, uh, according to People Magazine, and there's a spark between them. Um, so Let me ask you I'm this. Glad- you, Dax, before we get into the story, because you see people covering the story, are mm. you more invested into the story because you find it more accurate and believable? You know what? This one... You know, the whole Kim Kardashian story, I'm like, there was no, I didn't believe that one for a second, you know, this, I'm like, okay, yeah, we've seen them, there's photos of them out kind of spending the weekend together, there was a bunch of shots where it looked like she showed up to his, his home, and then was like seen leaving the next day, so I'm like, okay, like, this is a real story versus the Kim, the Kim one where they were literally photographed for one second talking to each other at a public party, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're dating, bullshit, this one is is a lot more realistic, and so I'm invested now to talk about it. But um, I guess you know they had they had this whole meetup where she flew out to meet up with him in Los Angeles. They had this like cozy weekend. They spent the night Friday and Saturday at his house, and then um, 
they had met, I think, at a wedding recently, like Joe Namus wedding to another model. And it happened in Sardinia in June. And that's kind of where they connected. They've known each other for, I think, a long time through just being in the industry. Her and Giselle are not friends, but they've they've been cordial around each other. They they know each other from the modeling world, but it's not like they were friends. So it doesn't it's not like, oh, she's screwing over her friend or anything like that. And yeah, it's I mean, this relationship makes sense to me. And it all, does sort of make sense. It yeah, does like, make sense. Do you think Giselle's I mean, we can't say I don't really know Giselle's a person. I've seen her a few times, but I can only imagine she's got to be like, ugh, like another model, like especially like on my level, or if it's like you're not going for someone like too much younger. I don't know. It just makes sense. Yeah, but she may just be so over all of it that she doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like she, I think she moved on mentally a long time ago. But I, I, I who else does he date though? Like who else is he going to go and hook up with that she's going to be like, oh, that's a good match. Like she's, She's not going to like it. Just like the next person that she's with, he's not going to be into it. That's just, that's nature right there. You're not going to want, publicly you'll cheer them on. You'll be like, oh, I'm so happy they've moved on. But internally you're going to be like, eh, fuck that person anyway. So I got a little story. So about six weeks ago, Tom was at some place mm-hmm. and the people there were like, hey, Tom's here. We got to surround women there we got to surround the place make it a vibe and put women there and make them happy i don't know if he was looking for it or the people who are kind of putting the shindig together wanted to just kind of make sure he comes back and likes the place talks about it so they put a lot of women around and uh apparently the women were a little young and mature but one girl got caught trying to like sneak a photo of tom at the table and they mm-hmm. found the girl they're like dude you gotta go like get the fuck out of here like get out like what are you nuts yeah and i don't even think he knew what was going on but the other people caught on or like yeah we're not about that so um scary time yeah. it, it, listen it makes sense it's a scary time to be sort of single as a guy at his level because yeah. you need to be able to trust people and you want to kind of and that's why I think they go for other celebrities or, you know, like she's been with Bradley Cooper. She's been with Cristiano Ronaldo, two of the most famous people out there. And so I think he goes, okay, I can trust her. She's not going to be, you know, don't go with Emily Rajkowski, Tom. I'll tell you that much. Your photos will be everywhere, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think there, there's a certain level of trust when you're dating someone who's kind of also in a similar situation where, you know, Privacy is, is a, a really big deal. Well, let me ask you this, Dax. I don't think Tom Brady is the type of guy who's going to call cameras on himself. But Irene, on the other hand, she has one people before for her career, for her longevity in the business. Mm-hmm. Do you think she is the type of person that would call the cameras on herself to get those photos out there? Um, I don't know because I, I don't feel like she- – that we don't know internally yeah. Bradley Cooper. I mean, I feel like they, they got photographed on vacation and stuff like that, but it wasn't excessive. So I, 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 I don't think she's down to do that, but yeah, you, know, you just never know at the same point. Yeah. I was thinking about how she is getting, you know, she's kind of getting that life though with him that Giselle always wanted. Like Giselle wanted him to retire she wanted to for him not to be focused on football 24 7 to be able to have a life so i could see that being kind of something that burns giselle at the end of the day where you're like why does she get 
the time with him that I always wanted. Like that kind of sucks. I feel bad for Giselle because I know how how much she wanted that for for their life, so he could focus on the kids and being present and not being you know traveling all over the country for six months of the year and like. So I think that's the only thing that was kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the number one story of the week, Dex. Number one story of the week. Of course, we got to talk Sinead O'Connor, who um, who died this week at the age of 56. You, we obviously know her from her big hit song, Nothing Compares to You, the, which was a, uh, a Prince song. Uh, but they did find her in her home Um I guess she was found unconscious. The police are saying that there is no foul play, but uh, we don't really know what caused the death as of right now. She was found unresponsive. And um, so they're going to do toxicology and all that. And so maybe we'll see if there was anything in her blood at the time of her death that would have caused her death. You know, she had a pretty rough couple, a couple of years, if you remember, her son actually passed away um, in January of 2022. He died by suicide. And it all had a, a really sad negative impact on her and just troubled her deeply. I think she's been struggling a lot. So um, that's the one thing that I'm like, oh, at least she gets to go be with her son now because that I, I literally could not imagine being a parent and having to say goodbye to a child like that just crushes me even thinking, talking about it. Yeah. They, um, they found her inside her London home. The police do not believe that there's any foul play. They, you know, as a factor. So obviously when they do the report, we'll find out how, you know, an autopsy will determine how she exactly died. Um, my first thing is Sinead O'Connor. She was the first probably musician, male or female, that was like shocking to me. And mm-hmm. I say this in a very weird way, but growing up, you know, in the early 90s, whatever it was, late 80s, and you saw women with a shaved head, you're like, what is this? Who's this person? You know, and she, to me, she was kind of like a badass. You know, I was just mm-hmm. kind of shocked by her. I was, uh, I just remember when she ripped up the, the Pope photo on SNL. Like she got a banned from SNL because of that. Yeah, but I remember like what a big deal it was. Like I was young at that time, and I just remember what like that's how I knew her for so long. Oh, she was the the lady that ripped up the Pope photo, and but I didn't, you know, I I didn't know her for much more. And for it to be such a big deal that it stuck in my head all those years is kind of funny. She ripped up the Pope's photo on SNL because it was a response to the Catholic Church's alleged cover up of the sexual abuse of children. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was a pretty wild moment. And from she that, didn't regret she, it, by the way, she never regretted that moment. She said, um, you know, she was an artist. She was protesting. She was doing all this stuff. And she literally stood by everything, the backlash that happened uh, uh, around it. And it's kind of interesting because there has been so much controversy inside the Catholic church after that even happened that, you know, she clearly did it for a reason. Yeah. And actually in SNL reruns, they don't show that moment, which is kind of crazy of her ripping up the photo. I mean, I kind of got to give her credit, but she was, uh, she was definitely a legend. It's really sad. Obviously the last few years have been sort of rough for her. I'm sure emotionally, mm-hmm. but um, that she, uh, she was definitely, she definitely left an impact. Uh, with that said, that is the top 10 stories of the week. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record. If you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe. 
follow me at Adam Glenn, follow Dax Holt at Dax Holtz. Check out our episode this past week um, with a great, great author, Michael. It's a really, really good interview. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.